Hello everyone, welcome in. I'm Brent Humphreys and I'm yelling from the couch. We got a lot of topics to discuss this week on the pod. Uh, best thing I saw from last week, worst thing I saw from last week. But uh, I usually start out with the best thing from last week, but today I'm going to start off with the worst thing I saw from last week. And it just happened uh, at time of recording. Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow in training camp today went down after a play and was carted off of the field uh, looks like he may have stepped on uh, Alex Kappa and then he went down they're saying that it could be a calf injury uh, but the cart was out they come and got him with that being said, I say that's my worst of the week, and it is. It's wor- I mean, it's our, that's the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrow, right there. And he is being carted off of the field in the second day of training camp. Man, that's not, not what Bengals fans were wanting to see. But uh, Jamar Chase was stated as saying that Joe Burrow gave him the nod. Uh, Chase said, Gave me the nod. I wasn't really worried. I believe he's all right. So hopefully it's just a cramp. It is 100 degrees out here today. I mean, it's a very hot day outside in this area. And cramps happen. You get out there and hopefully it's a cramp and not an Achilles injury. Uh, He gave the thumbs up when he was on the cart. And then they took him out on the cart so hopefully he thinks that it's nothing more than just maybe cramping uh put the iv in him or something and and go on from there that would be great uh july adam Schefter tweeted july 26 2022 bengals quarterback joe burrow had an appendectomy july 27th 2023 burrow carted off practice field with what bengals head coach zach taylor to zach taylor called a calf injury so Next year, I think uh, July 28th, 2024, Joe Burrow, they should have him the day off. They were talking about all week and everything, how he hadn't had a normal uh, preseason for a while. Uh, Last year was appendectomy, year before was the ACL, and the year before it was COVID. So they were hoping finally he could finally get a normal start to the preseason before the season starts, get the preparation, be ready to go. And that's looking like that's not going to happen now. Um, He's probably not going to be playing. He's probably not going to practice for a few days. I would be cautious with him if it is just the calf, if it is just he needed an IV and it's just cramps. Uh, That's best case scenario, but you don't want to push that any farther. Hopefully it's not an Achilles injury. That would be the worst case scenario. But uh, that is my worst of the week. That was not the worst of the week that I had before today. Before that, my worst of the week was Cincinnati losing two out of three. The Cincinnati Reds losing two out of three to the Milwaukee Brewers in a series that was eh, one of them series for the Reds again. They just they couldn't hit again on Wednesday. They got shut out. 
they beat Corbin Burns, surprisingly, out of all the pitchers that they faced. They, they beat the Brewers' best pitcher. And Andrew Abbott went for them. And Ben Lively pitched pretty good yesterday. He made one mistake pitch, but the offense couldn't get anything going. Monday night, they blew the game. Uh, they should have they won that one. But it is what it is. They won't play the Brewers anymore this season. They, go, they finish the season 3-10 uh, and 10 against Milwaukee. Not a good record, but thing is, they're beating up on these other teams now. They got a tough one coming up against the Dodgers. That'll be difficult, but after that, the schedule really lightens up for the Reds, and it's more favorable for them than it is the Brewers. So hopefully, they'll get back on the winning track. My best thing I saw from the week was the Cincinnati Reds sweeping the Arizona Diamondbacks. So the first game, uh, Matt McLean hit a grand slam against the Diamondbacks. And then they had that awesome photo afterwards uh, that was tweeted out from the Reds where they put on the Viking helmet and all that stuff. And they were in those nice City Connect uniforms, the Cincy City Connect uniforms, which are the best in baseball. People will say Miami. I don't think it's Miami. I may be a little biased, but those Reds, black unis are... Nice. Uh, the second game, Friedel, McLean, Fraley go back to back to back in the sixth to power the Reds to a fourth straight win and second against the Diamondbacks. And then on Sunday, the Reds completed a three-game sweep against the Diamondbacks. So they, they swept them there. They had a five-game winning streak, a lot of momentum coming in. Very first game at Milwaukee, Ellie De La Cruz gets up there, and he hits one deep out. Joey Weimer goes up and brings it back to get him out. That was the shot where it was like, okay, the Reds are here to do business. The Reds are going to win this game, and we're going to make a statement early. That didn't happen. Second time up, Ellie gets up there. And this isn't my best of the week, but, I mean, this is tied into it a little bit. It all goes downhill after this next sentence that I'm about ready to say. Next few sentences. Ellie gets up there. And the scoreboard operator said uh, his last at bat, he hit a home run, dot, 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 almost. Well, De La Cruz hits a bomb 456 feet out of the stadium, cleared the SUV out there in right field, and just nailed it out of there. And then after that, the Bing, the uh, the Bengals, the Reds could not muster up any more offense, and ended up losing that game. That was the only run scored that game, but that was an impressive hit, impressive home run. But that five-game winning streak ended there against them Daggum Brewers, which, like I said, that was the worst of the weekend. But the worst of the week, the best thing I saw was the sweep and then Ellie's home run. So uh, now the Reds lose uh, two of three there. And like I said, they play the Dodgers this weekend. Uh, they won't face Kershaw. Kershaw's injured, so they'll avoid that, which is a good thing because uh, they never could really do much against Kershaw. Uh, not too many teams do a whole lot of damage against him. So that's that. The... Next thing, next topic I want to talk about, Sunday, 
Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland were inducted into Baseball's Hall of Fame. Those two were very good players. Scott Rowland was an elite defensive third baseman. Played a couple years for Cincinnati. Uh, they got him in a trade for Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, helped them get to a playoff. Uh, Rowland did. But uh, I'm not sure if he was Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, Hall of really good. Same with Fred McGriff. Uh, but they made it, and kudos to them for making it and getting in there. Um, NFL training camp begins uh, this week. A lot of teams reporting to training camp. And we've already touched on on the worst thing I saw for the week, Joey B getting injured. It's just it's brutal. It's that time of the year. Every team is going to have some sort of injury, uh, some sort of devastating injury to, to a good player. Jalen Ramsey uh, went down today for Miami. Um, I believe he was carted off as well. And that's one of their big signings. Jalen Ramsey is a superstar player, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Not the best. Uh, Jamar Chase, that last play in that Super Bowl against the Rams, where he fell down, Chase had him beat. Uh, I just think he was a little, he's a little overrated. Uh, you get a real good elite wide receiver against him, they will beat him. Uh, and A.J. Green will also beat him uh, with his fist, like he did uh, when he was in Jacksonville, uh, when they got into that fight. So the training camp begins, and injuries are going to happen. It's just the nature of the beast with the training camps. We're not even into August, and some players are already going down uh, season-ending. Not sure the severity of Joe Burrow's injury yet. Not sure the severity of Jalen Ramsey's injury yet. By the next time we pop on here and do an episode here, uh, that will we'll know more about what's happening. Hopefully uh, get an update tomorrow on Joey B and hopefully everything's good with him. Hopefully it's just a, a cramp with that calf. Get hydrated. Um, a lot of people was uh, talking earlier in the week about Joey B's helmet. Uh, he got a kind of a funkier looking helmet. I don't see a problem with it. Some people don't like it. I don't see the issue with it. If it's a little bit funky up top to lower the impact on his head if he does get sacked, because he, Lord knows he got sacked too many times the last his whole career so far. The line's supposed to be improved. <clears throat> got Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, Jonah's probably going to go to right tackle. Leal Collins, he's uh, hurt, but he may come back. Then you got Kappa, Karras. Cordell Volson, decent line. Hopefully they'll be get some reps in preseason games to where they're working good together and they can protect Joey B better. But if not, and he gets sacked, he's got that helmet that will protect him if he takes a hit, you know, up against the turf or something. I don't see a problem with it. It doesn't look that much gaudy than the other ones. It's not that big of a difference, but some people online were complaining 
that uh, that's not a good helmet, not a good look, but it's no big deal. Uh, Saquon Barkley uh, agreed to a one-year deal with the New York Giants for $10 million or something like that. So that's, uh, they agreed to the deal. Uh, that's about, you know, they may franchise tag him next year. And he's going to end up, you know, same amount, close to the same amount, maybe $12 million, something like that. But this running back, running backs, you know, they ain't getting the pay that they should. Uh, the left tackle for the Giants uh, just agreed to a $167 million extension. So Saquon's probably sitting over there like, okay, uh, this, these linemen are making more than we are. Makes sense because if it wasn't for the linemen, they don't open up the holes for the running backs to run through. Linemen are just worth more than a running back at this point in time in the NFL. It's just, it's just facts. Running backs are fun, flashy, and get more attention than the linemen, but the linemen make them more money because they are more important to the overall team philosophy than what a running back is. You could find running backs, you know, they're not really high draft picks. And linemen, they're, some of them have been drafted number one overall. Now, running backs have two, but after the, Saquon's number two overall pick. But after his first contract's up, he's not going to get a second one that big. Because nobody wants to pay for running backs. Justin Herbert also signed a five-year, $262 million deal with $218 million guaranteed. That reset the market for the quarterbacks. So that means that Joe Burrow is going to get paid. He's going to get more than $262 million. He's going to get... I don't know how much more, but he's going to get more than than what Herbert got because he's the better quarterback. He has led his team to a Super Bowl, and his deal is coming up. You know, he's got one more deal, one more year left on his deal before uh, he could be a free agent. Bengals aren't going to let that happen. They are going to pay Joe Burrow. Hopefully this injury that he suffered today won't affect that. Just hopefully it, when he does get his deal, hopefully they can still sign players like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, which T. Higgins, I'm not sure if they're going to end up signing him or not. I hope so. We really, I like T. Higgins. I think he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. I would hate to have him just walk at the end of the season because of, of money, but you can't pay everybody. Uh, the Bengals just agreed to a one-year extension with uh, Trey Hendrickson through 2025, the sack master for the Bengals. Him and Sam Hubbard on that side over there. Uh, Well-deserved for uh, Mr. Hendrickson. like watching him get out there, put his hand in the dirt, no gloves on. He goes gloveless. And he, he's a good, good defensive end for the Bengals. They got him, uh, picked him up. He used to play for the Saints and, and uh, 
Bengals got him, and he's been awesome ever since they've had him. So they'll have him again for at least uh, three more seasons. Uh, I want to switch over now to a little basketball news. And Bronny James, LeBron James's 18-year-old son, uh, was having a workout at USC on Monday and he collapsed and had cardiac arrest and was sent to a USC facility and he was in critical condition for quite a while in the ICU and they uh, stabilized him and he's now uh, been discharged from the hospital He's uh, fully conscious, neurologically intact, and stable. Uh, but apparently USC was there really quick and was able to tend to him and react really fast to where he uh, saved his life. Um, glad to see that he's out. Uh, don't know if he'll ever get to play. Uh, basketball again with that cardiac arrest like that that just I, I don't know if he'll play basketball again I just hope that his quality of life is good I'm not a big LeBron James fan but that doesn't matter uh, this kid here he deserved to play basketball he deserved to follow in his father's footsteps and right now that's all up in the air but the main important part is that he is home and he has uh, been discharged from the hospital after suffering such a serious injury. Uh, LeBron James tweeted out today, I want to thank the countless people sending my family love and prayers. We feel you and I'm so grateful. Everyone doing great. We have our family together, safe and healthy, and we feel your love. We'll have more to say when we're ready, but I just want to tell everyone how much your support has meant to all of us. Hashtag James game. So, thoughts and prayers to Bronny, LeBron, the whole James family at uh, a difficult time here, but hopefully things are looking up for him. And uh, I'm going to turn over to a little national news here for baseball. Uh, the Atlanta Braves turned a triple play the other day against the Red Sox in their yellow whatever uniforms the Red Sox were wearing. But it did not matter because the Red Sox swept the best team in baseball in three games, which I thought the Braves wouldn't get swept by anybody all year. I'd have been surprised if they lost the series as good as that lineup is and as good as that pitching staff is. But the Red Sox... They put it on them, and they beat them. Uh, they swept them. And the Braves, like I said, cream of the crop. Never thought they'd get swept. And the Red Sox were like fourth place in the AL East. And they still swept them, so uh, the Braves can be beaten. So that gives me some hope for the Reds whenever they get into the playoffs with them. Netflix quarterback, season one quarterback, has been renewed for season two. 
Peyton Manning announces that Joe Burrow was named as one of the three quarterbacks to be featured on season two of Netflix's quarterback, along with Geno Smith and Jalen Hurts. Now, I have not watched any of Netflix's quarterback yet. I know that uh, Mahomes is in it, Kirk Cousins is in it, and I'm blanking on the third name. Sorry about that. But I will probably tune in to season two because I got to see Joe Burrow. I mean, with his injury, he's probably mic'd up for it, and they're probably going to, uh, that's probably going to be a part of the film right there is this incident, this injury that went on today. So it would be very interesting to see. Uh, if something turns out to where he's hurt more than what he is, it won't be, it won't be interesting and it won't be fun and it won't be all that good stuff. Uh, it'll suck, but it'll be, it'll be interesting, but it won't be fun to watch. It'll be cringy and just hate to see the injury, but hopefully at the end of the season, uh, it'll turn out pretty good. And maybe he's hosting the Lombardi trophy for the Bengals and that can be shown on season two of the quarterback, uh, former Cincinnati Bengal, John Ross. Uh, announces his retirement. John Ross, I uh, believe he was going to camp with the Kansas City Chiefs. He was a Bengal for a few years. And then he moved to uh, the New York Giants. And he was the number nine overall pick in the 2017 NFL Draft. One pick before the Kansas City Chiefs selected Patrick Mahomes. Now, I can tell you right now, that is a big W for the Chiefs fans right there. Uh, I think, I, I think, I know they got the better deal there because John Ross never, never panned out to what he was, uh, what he was projected to be uh, from Washington. The fastest guy ever to run the 40 in the combine and just a fast, freaky dude. But he never, it never translated to the field uh guy was hurt uh couldn't really run routes that well had trouble catching the ball when he did get open because he would get open but he had some trouble catching the ball there and andy dalton throwing to him it just it never panned out for him and he went to new york and he didn't do much when he was up there and uh He's uh, announced his retirement, but probably one of the bigger Bengals busts uh, in their in their history. Uh, not the biggest bust, but one of. Uh, there's Kajana Carter back in the 90s. Akili Smith uh, in 1999, quarterback. that They just never panned out and never, you know, never amounted to anything. You know, top 10 picks like that. But uh, they were definitely busts. Uh, switching to back to baseball here while we're here. Uh, the Angels announced that they are going to hold on to Shohei Otani and that he is no longer on the trade market. And last night, the Angels did make a trade. They traded they acquired Lucas Giolito and 
pitcher Reynaldo Lopez from the White Sox in exchange for minor league lefty Kai Bush and catcher Edgar Cuero. Uh, Giolito was a pretty good pitcher. He's one of the he was a Reds rumored Reds target at one point in time. Uh, the White Sox announced that they will well, I don't think they announced it, but the rumor is that the White Sox will probably keep their ace Dylan Cease on the team and Lance Lynn uh, has been rumored to be traded. That could be a possible red target. I'm not too crazy about the idea of getting Lance Lynn uh, with his six-something ERA. I mean, what's the difference in throwing him out there and, you know, say Luke Weaver? No. It's a, it'd be about the same. Uh, they'd be, you know... Uh, it might not be the same thing, but... And then again, the Reds, they may not even trade anybody. They may just hold on to the pieces that they've got and wait for Green on the Dolo to get healthy, and there's their starting pitcher. I mean, if Ben Lively pitches the way that he did against the, uh, the uh, Brewers in that last game, and Abbott's pitching the way he's been pitching, and you got Dream Weaver, just kidding, Williamson, if he pitches decent, and then you got Ladolo and Green, if they can stay healthy and you get that crew, you might not even need to make a trade. Uh, I would be more comfortable with, you know, maybe not, uh, I don't know. I, they need a starter, but it. I would hate to have to depend on two guys that are injury prone to come back and help and stay healthy for the rest of the season when they've already missed this much time. Uh, the White Sox have in, had trade interest in Jonathan India, but uh, that could have been a possible trade there. India for Lance Lynn. Uh, India was the talk of a lot of rumors earlier in the week about him being on the trading block and them offering teams, you know, them offering a package for for India but nothing has come of it uh, he was out of the lineup one of the earlier days this week and that's when the speculation rumors started to really swirl but uh, they have since cooled off since then but uh, there's still the possibility I guess we'll find out next Tuesday if he is indeed going to be traded or if he is going to stay put where he's at I like India but also I I seem to, I see why they would trade him, uh, but I don't know if they would get anything back for him. We'll see. I mean, there's a report here that the Padres uh, believe that all-star closer Josh Hader and former Cy Young winner Blake Snell will be traded, particularly Hader. The Padres are seventh place in the wild card race, six and a half games out of the playoff spot. 
Uh, Blake Snell, I'd, I'd take Blake Snell if, uh, if they wanted India and uh, maybe a couple of guys in the minors there. And, uh, not Novelli, Novelli Marte. We can't trade him, and uh, I wouldn't trade uh, Connor Phillips or uh, Chase Petty. There's a few guys that would be untouchable for me down there, but there's a few that it's like, okay, you want them, uh, you take them. Uh, India, but I don't know. I would I like India. Thought he was fun. Thought he was a great player his rookie year, but sometimes things change. People get, you know, people start playing better. They get better players, and it's like uh, it's like he's been recruited over. Like if he was a football player, and you have a running back here who's a stud. But the next year, he kind of falls off a little bit. And the next year after that, you get this five-star recruit that comes in, just tears it up, and is speedy and powerful. And you've got another running back behind that, and all of a sudden, he's been recruited over. It just happens. So, but uh, anyways, enough of that. Uh, that is the show for the week. Yelling from the couch. Uh, hopefully next week there'll be an update on Joe Burrow's condition. Hopefully the Reds next week have taken back first place, which they are a game and a half out. Hopefully uh, there'll be more best thing I saw from the weekend instead of worst. Hopefully I can lead off with the best because once I got to my best, it was kind of already a downer because the worst was the biggest news of the week so far, and that would be Joe Burrow going down with the calf injury in training camp today. So uh, tune in next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. And this has been Yelling from the Couch. Thanks.